Welcome to Stories from the Midland, a collection of historic tales from Teller County and the surrounding areas. In today's episode, we're going to travel the street railways of Colorado Springs. This episode was written and is being presented for you by Trevor Phipps. When Colorado was first settled in the 1800s, the main source of transportation was by horseback. Then when mining came in the later part of the 19th century, railroads started coming in mainly to bring supplies into the mining areas. By the 1880s, the railroad systems helped Colorado Springs grow and the city's mills, railroads, coal mines, and other industries began requiring more labor. As the town expanded in all directions, it became harder for workers to walk from their homes to their jobs each day. By 1887, the growing need for some type of public transportation system was met when the owners of the Colorado Midland Railroad started the Colorado Springs and Manatee Street Railway. The first railway ran from the Santa Fe Depot on Pikes Peak Avenue west to 28th Street in Colorado City, and another line ran down Tejon Street. The first trolleys were each pulled along the tracks by four horses, but soon it became apparent that there had to be a better way to power the trolleys than to use horses. With all of the manure they produced and all of the feed they required, it was not really a great way to move people around, historian John Caulfield with the Pikes Peak Trolley Museum said. So in the 1880s and 90s, they tried to figure out a way to motorize the cars. They tried steam powered, they tried oddly enough battery powered, and they tried gasoline and diesel. Electricity seemed to be one of the best options, but they couldn't put everything together correctly. After engineers spent several years on perfecting the electric motors, the railway company turned electric and incorporated as the El Paso Rapid Transit Company in 1889. The trolley system then expanded to Colorado Springs to the west, Broadmoor to the south, Roswell to the north, and Knob Hill to the east. In the 1890s, the street railway basically was tourist-driven and the cars stopped running in the winter. The early rail cars were not heated, so the engineers had to stand outside and dress in their own warm clothes during cold weather. By 1900, the trolley lines had suffered neglect and were due for an upgrade. Winfield Scott Stratton became a millionaire when he sold his independence mine in the late 1800s. He then began to give back much of his wealth to the city of Colorado Springs. In 1901, Stratton purchased the street railway systems and put around $2 million into upgrading them. He insisted that all of the cars had enclosed vestibules and heaters for the drivers, Caulfield said. He got uniforms for the drivers. Unfortunately, two years after he purchased the trolley system, he died. The foundation that inherited the system and all of his earnings afterwards did things like, if you want to buy a house and work for us, we will co-sign the loan. They bought a life insurance policy for their employees. You are talking about 1910. When were things like that ever done? The foundation also decided that instead of laying off their workers in the winter, they would keep them busy by building trolley cars. Over 30 trolley cars were built in the trolley house in downtown Colorado Springs. However, as technology advanced, trolleys were unable to compete in the world of public transportation. By 1926, buses began operating in the city, and they quickly proved that they were more flexible with routes and cheaper to operate. In April 1932, all trolleys in Manitou and Colorado Springs ceased operations. These days, most of the old rail systems have been taken up by highways, Interstate 25, and major city streets. Bringing back the old trolley system would be nearly impossible without drastic measures being taken to change some of the city's major streets. 
However, recently the Pikes Peak Trolley Museum and Restoration Shop has taken on several projects to bring trolleys back to the city, but they would all be done where there is space on the side of the road. We have had several attempts to bring trolleys back to town, Caulfield said. In fact, there was a citywide vote about 25 years ago that said we want to put trolleys back here, and that was where we got our initial funding and it was to go from downtown out to Manatee Springs. The bridges on I-25 are actually built for trolleys. We did all of the engineering work. Then there was a sewer main break in old car out of city, and they found that the trolley was going to run right over top of an 1880s clay sewer pipe. They said that if the main were to break, they would have to tear out the track all the way down and all the way back up. So the city said, no, we can't do that. Caulfield said that since the city is working towards replacing the sewer line, the plans for the trolley from downtown Colorado Springs to Manitou could still take place in the future. He also said that the museum has held talks with other entities to partner with and put some type of trolley system in place within the city. Thank you for listening. This is Tommy Allen, and on behalf of Trevor Phipps, have a great day. And should you find yourself riding a horse-drawn trolley, you may not want to have a look at your shoes. We look forward to having you join us next time for more Stories from the Midland. In today's episode, we're going to travel the street well... Oh, boy.